give us headlines for anybody who isn't doesn't really know who you are and what you do. So what's the sort of just in a snapshot? Um, I suppose I was a born thinker um, as a kid. I used to like making things, take things apart, sometimes put them together again successfully. Um, and uh, I had a very happy childhood. I was brought up in a non-Christian home. Uh, I uh, enjoyed school, I guess. Um, I was, yeah, quite enjoyed the academic side of it. Um, and I went through my, my childhood without really, say, without going to a church. That might be true. Um, certainly had no concept of faith what that meant to people. I knew about Christianity as a, as a thing over there, um, based on this dusty old book. Um, but that was as far as it, my engagement with any kind of faith um, uh, was as a, cheer, a child. Um, so growing up, went through school, as I say, pretty happy background. Um, uh, living well, in, tell us about your mum and dad, what did they yeah, um, do? Sort of mum was a um, school secretary, we live in near Chester, um, sort of to the east of Chester, a little village. Um, dad was a, a Policeman, mum was a school secretary, and started a couple of businesses and things like that. Uh, yeah, sister. So. Oh yes, I have a sister as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all right, Sue didn't mention her, her twins. Yeah, uh, an older sister um, who I was really chuffed when I was taller than her, because she was quite tall and she used to... So yes, um, family of four, um, as I say, happy childhood, yeah. um, but the sort of went through life, um, there weren't any particular problems, I guess. Well, you know, as, a, as a child, maybe you're shielded from some other things, but there was no particular um, things going on at home. It was just uh, went through school, went through the normal um, process of growing up, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, went off to university. Yeah. So you came to Leicester to study? Um, physics of astrophysics. Mm -hmm. still, still representing over there. And would I be right in saying that that was where you encountered Christians for the first time, or Christians that you were interested in talking to for the first time? I know where you're going with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, uh, on, the, on the first day of university, uh, by stealth, I didn't realise this, I met Danny on the first day of university, and we just like knew each other, and that was um, a sort of a similar friendship group. Um, uh, and went through the three years of university without talking about Christianity at all, um, and my friendship with Danny grew and sort of until the point we were um, had a relationship together. Mm -hmm. And that was um, the first time it sort of, I suppose, that um, the aspect of, of faith um, came into my world in a, in a way which sort of demanded some kind of response, I suppose, because up to that point, if ever I heard anything about Christianity or the Bible, anything like that, it was, or the church, it was sort of something I just turned away from. Mm -hmm. yeah. But um, I, there was a... Um, a strong reason to actually consider this mm. question because um, Danny had sort of just been very open about her faith uh, and that was fine but I thought that was like that's for you that's not for me sort of thing mm. but when we were just talking about our future together and what that might be like it uh, suddenly was a bit of a shock to me that that's an important question that needs to be answered because it meant so much to Danny. Yeah. Um, a large part of that was actually talking to Danny's parents who were great actually got real well, really well with them um, Danny went away to, to leave me to sort of this problem out, but she went to Albania for a few months um, as part of a Baptist missionary group. And so, at a fantastic timing-wise, um, she uh, introduced me to uh, the church and the Bible, and then we went off to Albania. Uh, and I was talking with her parents, and I also uh, also talked to um, my pastor in my, my village in Kelso. I think he got the shock of his life. 
I, I wasn't always dressed conventionally like I am today. <laughs> I have photos if you're interested. Um, and so I walked into um, the, the parish priests, I just knocked on his door one day, and, uh, Reverend Fain Conant, and I just sort of said, tell me about this Christianity thing there, and I'm really confused. And he was quite shocked, but to his credit, he put down his cup of tea. Uh, and you know, he, we had a good chat about things. Yeah. So that was, that was you know, a stepping stone on the way, I suppose. Um, but talking to Danny's parents and, and Danny's dad in particular, who um, uh, were just very open and honest with me and very welcoming. I mean, obviously, I'm of an age now with uh, 20-something your children. I sort of, I see myself. Yeah. I see myself as him and, and me as much children. That sounds weirder than it meant. Um, but, you know, um, yeah. and looking back and seeing how he welcomed me yeah. as I presented myself. Yeah. Um, I, I'm quite struck by that. Because, yeah. uh, and that was, that was I suppose, the, the first sign of, of God's love being shown to me. Yeah. The grace given sort of by Danny's family and how they welcomed me and, and just patiently explained things to me. I mean, I knew nothing about anything. I was going to say, how did they go about that? And what, and what were the sort of, were there any intellectual barriers for you? Were you sort of going, hang on a minute, what about this? Or was it, how did, how did, how did those conversations go? Yeah, I suppose a few different aspects to it. Um, pre all this, um, I suppose I was very self-assured. Um, I knew how the world worked and I was very definite about that. Mm. Um, it was very scientific based and I suppose um, I didn't know this, I, I didn't use the label humanism, but I, I, I suppose I would have been a humanist yeah. at that point. Um, and, and so, yeah, it was meeting, the, the, um, the Bible was meeting that sort of very self-assured view of the world. Mm. And, um, and so, yes, yeah, so, um, Richard, Dan's, Dan's dad, and others um, were talking to me about that. And it started off um, just witnessing by their life, I suppose. Um, I'd be staying with them, and they'd be going through things, and I'd see them go to church, I'd be sort of join them at church, or maybe not. Um, um, and just having conversations about them commenting on my life and asking me questions about what I thought about various things. Um, so it was, it was a gradual thing, and sort of opening the door, really. I, one of the first things, I suppose, was to convince me that Christians weren't that weird. Um, you know, that's, that's sort it's of... reassured us that. And so at that point, you realise, okay, yeah, they're sort of, um, they are people just with, with lives, but they have a particular um, head of their life, yeah. um, which was interesting. Mm -hmm. um, so intellectually, yes, it made a big change because it, it meant um, I was doing astrophysics, I was doing an astrophysics PhD at that point. Um, and so it, it sort of, it really made me think a lot about how the world was constructed. I was looking at the world in terms of what I was studying in the science of cosmology and stuff, as if we knew about the Big Bang. It's like, was, that, was I going to have to put all that in the bin? Mm. I, I didn't understand what it meant yeah. for me, this sort of yeah. adopting this change. Yeah. Um, so reconciling those two uh, was an important part of being able to sort of uh, just accept, actually, the, the truth of the gospel. So, so did you? Were there any particular resources or people, or just what what helped with that bit of it—the sort of the science bit of faith? Um, so I was going to Knighton. Uh, well, let's not take that as a given. Um, I was introduced to Knighton Church um, at the time, and uh, Andy Upton started there as the assistant pastor, and I was put in touch with him, and it was really useful. So we started going through Mark's Gospel together, just sort of on a weekly basis, which was really, really. Uh, important and interesting. Um, and as well as that, 
introduced to a couple of people at night and, and talking to them because there's some people who, who were scientists like mm. how could that be mm. you, you are a scientist and you're a christian um and that for me was at least you know on its own a revelation yeah, yeah. um and i realized actually one of the guys in my my phd was done in a really dingy office i hope they've improved it um <laughs> it's sort of in an underpass somewhere and i realized actually one of the guys came in there was he was a christian as well oh. um and we, we didn't actually talk that much, but just just realizing there's yeah. um, people who They're are in the, in the scientific arena mm. who are who have a faith yeah. was important. So talking to people at Night Church, talking to Andy Upton as we walk through Mark's gospel. So there's a parallel things I suppose of um, maybe a few different strands. Realizing that Christians are people like like everyone in a sense um, that they they are not. Um, a weird cult. I mean, my parents actually were genuinely. I was going to say, tell us, tell us about your parents and how they yeah. have responded or responded at the time, and, and you know, um, how that's been for them. So, I suppose they were used to me doing slightly odd things, um, or just just having a different way of life, yeah. and they'd, I guess, come to terms with that because they had no choice. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> that was one thing. But um, at the time, in the news, occasionally there's uh, things surrounding the Christian church which come up in a negative light. And there was a couple of things in the States with um, cults yeah. um, who were sort of, you know, started, they had to use the Bible, but they go off and just yeah. go, go crazy. Um, and there had been a couple of those instances that had been in the news. And then here's me, their son, um, living down in Leicester, who started talking about the Bible and yeah. things like that. Yeah. Uh, and so they all worried. Um, and uh, I, I just tried to be open and convince them as so talking about the church and you could find out about the church and you know it's not hiding, yeah. it's not sequestering people away and saying you can't talk with people. Uh, I, so I just tried to be as open as I could to allay their fears. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they seemed to be quite happy with that. So it was a, for a while it was a bit of a question, mm-hmm. but then I think they became comfortable with it and just thought, How's Adam? Yeah, okay. So, um, so what was the sort of so did yeah? What was the moment where you suddenly went, no, I, I am a Christian, as opposed to having not been one? Was there a sort of was it was it a moment or was it just a sort of so gradual? Um, in, in a sense, yes. Uh, maybe a few different moments. So, um, regularly speaking with Andy Upton, going through the Gospel of Mark, and actually, so it was interesting. We're going over the reading of the Gospel of Mark at the moment. Um, and there was, you, you meet Jesus as a, as a person um, in the Gospel. And um, it was actually by chapter eight when sort of he reveals himself to the disciples in a, in a more sort of uh, overt way, I suppose. And he, he declares, I am the Christ. Mm-hmm. And they sort of say, well, you know, um, what does this mean for us? And they, the, the realization starts to dawn on them. Uh, and there's a verse there, which um, end of chapter eight, which says, Forget this. Um, what does it benefit a man to uh, yeah. gain the whole world yet forfeit his soul? Yeah. And that for me was a really pertinent question. So I sort of I, I, I could see Jesus, a historical figure, but this miraculous uh, God coming down as a man. And then at that, I, could, I suppose I could go far, so far and say, well, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, I've learned some more. But then you read that kind of, meet that kind of question. And that for me was the first time it really um, hit as a, something like, I've got to resolve this question. Yeah. Um, so that was, I suppose, the beginning of, of that process. Um, then 
I mean, it was, it was November of the year, uh, I've forgotten what year it was. It was November time. Um, and that was when Danny was still over in Albania. And um, I remember you looking at the date. Uh, sorry. Just a little bit of 94. Thank you very much. Nice, <laughs> <laughs> November. Um, so I, um, I did make a commitment to yeah. price at that point. Yeah. Um, and it, it was. It was kind of strange in a sense that um, I made it, I was going to Knighton and um, uh, fairly regularly, and so I, I knew a, f a few people there. Um, but I didn't have anyone to tell when I got back, so I was just living in, in a shared house with this guy, Mike, who I was actually really good friends with, and he hated the fact yeah. I, was, I was looking at the Bible and was becoming a Christian. Um, the, the friendship really fell apart very quickly after that. I was living in the house with him. Yeah. So I went home and it was kind of tough to sort of, this massive thing happened in my life and I, I actually couldn't tell him because he just got angry. Um, and so I rang up Danny's parents and they, they drove up from Bristol to Leicester that night, which uh, did mean a lot to me. Yeah. That was amazing. Because uh, there was a sense of loneliness. So Danny was sort of that's not either. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was. Yeah. I don't think I realised actually how much they just suddenly appeared. Yeah. Um, it was kind of weird. I, I still don't understand quite how it happened. But um, they appeared, and I was leaving night church, um, and they just were there in the foyer. It's like, that's weird. Going to be <laughs> No, Bob, no mobile phones in those days, kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah really. So they just popped up, grabbed a cup of tea, and went back again. But um, that was that was really. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they've been so meaningful. Have they? It's been such they a have, kind of yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and you know, even going beyond that, so not just becoming a Christian. I know it's not as if they said, "Well, that's you know, job done." If you yeah, like. great. Off we go. Um, they they really sort of rested time. Yeah. And they still even then. Okay, so Danny get, eventually came back from Albania, yeah. and um, did you get, get engaged fairly quickly after that? Was that a car? I've forgotten what the chronology no. is. Or is this a, this, or is this, <laughs> this? This sounds like it's going to be good. <laughs> Let's just leave it as not quick enough. <laughs> it took a while, <laughs> but eventually, eventually, the yeah. engagement ring was produced. Yeah, excellent choice. Danny bought the engagement ring. <laughs> I, I was a really poor student, I had no money, so <laughs> Well, as long as the intention was, uh, That's right. was there. Yeah. Good, okay, so you got married in 96? 98? Oh, okay. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I thought it was a bit a year after us, but yeah. obviously, no, okay, right, okay, 98, okay, right, So, at that stage, you'd finished your PhD, and what were you doing? Work well, I hadn't. Or hadn't you? No, oh, no. Okay. <laughs> You're raising all the great subjects here. Sorry. <laughs> no, I hadn't finished my PhD. <laughs> I should have finished my PhD. Um, uh, no, it was kind of a busy time of life, I suppose. You know, um, planning a marriage in sort of three months, trying to write up a PhD, trying to look for a job. I remember sort of that, that Christmas prior to we, we got married in February. And it did feel like there was just a lot of growing up to be done. Um, yeah. I'd been just messing around as a student on sort of no money and that was fine and just yeah. renting places. And just sort of, I remember having a conversation with my dad and it was, he was just sort of 
it's quite a traditional kind of guy. And he was saying, so you can be a married man and you need to provide for your family and you need to have at least this much money and you need to have a house. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, and not having any of that in place by a gay man, without this marriage coming up. So I was looking for jobs, trying to do my PhD. Um, and I went for a job interview the day before we got married, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, really. Don't, don't do that, people. It's an intense week. <laughs> yeah, um, and so uh, interview for a job. I only had one job interview. Um, I was just, anything would do. And so I, after doing sciencey stuff, obviously getting involved with computers, and um, I realised I probably enjoyed that a bit more than the science, maybe. Um, I went for computer jobs because just you could, there weren't that many astrophysics jobs out there, funnily yeah. enough. Yeah. Um, so I went for a computer job. Um, so got married, went on a honeymoon, came back from honeymoon, found I'd got a job, which was great. We were renting a flat at the time. Um, so it was all kind of rushed, but then I was still writing up uh, my PhD interminably. <laughs> but you got there in the end. I did. Well done. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> so um, I think probably when we met, you, you had started your own business, or oh, there was, yeah. it was, so my, my recollection of you when we first met was, I think that the first time we had dinner was you saying, Adam's business is just, I don't know, there was some massive to do with, suddenly there was no, you know, money, and it was, it was quite dramatic, wasn't it? So tell us about yeah. that. Um, <laughs> so I, I got a job, as I said, um, after, that was fine, got a job. Uh, Work was, was going fine. Then um, we made redundant because of various things. Yeah. Um, it's right software. Um, is great fun. Um, made redundant, which was um, a, a bit of a blow. Um, so had um, was it? Oh, I should remember all these things. Sue bought notes. I've got no notes at all. Um, <laughs> we had it was uh, Ethan and Josh by then, wasn't it? Yes. You came. We, so we had Josh, to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it made redundant, um, which is, um, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it happens, doesn't it? Um, so it's a tough time. And uh, some of us who are being made redundant, a huge amount of us are being made redundant, um, started up a new company to do sort of a similar thing, basically, but one of the guys had a bit of money to start yeah. a new company. And so we went in, we put money in it and started the company up. There was five of us working out of someone's conservatory trying to write software to sell to the NHS yeah. at a time when the NHS funding was all being redone and um, very up and down, I think it's fair to say. Yeah. Um, enjoyed starting a company, but there's a lot to it. Yeah. Uh, and if you don't make money, it ends pretty quickly. Yeah. 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 So uh, after a few years, uh, we sold the company. And that, that created that was, a bit more sort of stability in yeah, terms of sort of... But at, at that point, there was a point at which the company was running and there was about five or six of us and we basically had run out of money. And so that was about the September, October, and then we just had no money for like until Christmas. Yeah. That was a horrible, horrible time because I was a director of the company as well. Yeah. And so I had all these people working for us who were just saying, so, uh, so boss, how are we paying for Christmas this year? Well, my credit cards are maxed out. Yeah. And oh, that's a horrible, horrible feeling. Just saying, there is no money. I'm really sorry. Um, and oh, so, trying to having to convey that message to, to those people who have known for many years yeah. and, and knew their families and stuff as well. Um, and also having in, in coming back to home, and home was like uh, not much money. That's that's tough as well. 
Um, so I remember um, home group being quite supportive then as well. Yeah. Um, it, in recurring times, I guess, in, in life, um, I certainly felt the, the closeness of the church as a family, yeah. which um, is, is amazing. And, you know, Sue was talking about this as well. Um, and from time to time, it's maybe a stronger or a weaker feeling, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But certainly feeling them there when you know, the, we protect ourselves, all these things in life, you know, money and, and comforts and things like that, when they start to fall away, having a church family there mm-hmm. as sort of you know, God's grace in this, in this world to help is an amazing thing. And so having, I remember particular conversations in home group when we were going through this and it was tough. Uh, yeah, that was... That's a good thing. Yeah. And did, you know, so you were a relatively new Christian even at that point, aren't you? Did, yeah. did, did it shake your faith in any way or was it more that you just learn more about God in a different way or how, how did it impact you spiritually? Um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't recall it sort of having a negative impact on, on my faith. Um, it was certainly learning more about God in that, uh, in the, he isn't just the God that's the icing on the cake when everything's fine. Yeah. Um, he's the God, he's there in the gutter with you as well. Yeah. Um, so I suppose that was a learning, although, you know, as I say, it didn't sort of shake any, any faith at that time. Yeah. It, was just, it was just seeing how people re- around were, were, were God's grace to you in times of need, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. that's really good. Um, so you were bought out. Um, so the comp- so from a business point of view, yeah. things sort of stabilised. Um, yes. And so, so from then to now, what what I mean, what what is your role now? What what do you what's your daily life like at work? Working a now a medium ish company in the UK, and it's 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 the it's the office routine, isn't it? Well, it's the home office routine, isn't it? Um, I was going to say it's the office routine. You go to the office and you have a cup of tea, and chat over the water cooler, and. It can be doing anything. It's, it's the same type of stuff going on, I suppose. In terms of, we write software, um, so it's a very techie. Um, we talk, we sell stuff to the NHS. So um, that that in itself is, um, I think, an important aspect of it for me because yeah. um, it's not. There's many people in IT do all kinds of things that can be. Hey, we do. We host the 888 gambling site, or yeah. you know, we're in. Um, we do stuff for. Uh, banks and stuff like I, I like the fact that actually what we do is serving the NHS yeah. particularly in these last few years we've, we've felt particular moments when we'll be able to do things for Covid yeah. which hospitals said you won't believe actually how much they've helped us and so that's a particular um, nice feeling yeah. we're not just doing IT we're doing IT but it's got a, a beneficial aspect to it you know it's a business. Am I right that you, it was your company that was providing some of the data on Covid Infections, or there was some bit of data that you were responsible for, wasn't it? Um, yeah, the whole vaccine program for COVID. Yeah. Um, we we ran the IT. Back. Yeah. We were sending out the letters for appointments, and we were yeah. doing all the stats that were yeah. read out from the podium with three letters, three word slogans on. Yeah. Um, so that was us. That was um, and scary because yeah. um, <laughs> it went down at one point. But then came back. Came back. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. It's, yeah. So um, the stakes sort of, are high, aren't they, with that kind of thing? You know, it's yes. Actually uh, but it's nice to, as I say, it's nice to have the feeling that you're not just doing um, IT. You're doing IT, and there's a, a, a sort of a, a beneficial aspect to society. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so from a sort of position now of you know you're 
you're a more established Christian. Um, what would you say are the sort of the challenges and the yeah the joys for your walk with God now? What are the sort of things that yeah positively um, and in terms of tricky? I mean, challenges in terms of my family, uh, two grown boys uh, who uh, don't, don't go to church, don't don't have a faith. Uh, one is more interested in things like that than the other. Um, but that's a challenge, speaking to them. And my, my parents, my family as well, my wider family. Um, I'm the only Christian. And when, you know, like we said, when I was first a Christian, it was a topic of conversation. And they were interested and they would ask questions and, and you know, think, oh, maybe there's an opportunity here to sort of spread the gospel into my family. But you reach that kind of point when the conversations aren't had anymore because everyone sort of, we know where everyone is. Yeah. And that's that's it. And so it's not a topic of conversation, and it's hard to break into that, mm-hmm. um, into that family environment with the gospel as a conversation, without everyone just going, well, we know that, and just like thanks, but mm-hmm. no. Yeah. Um, so that's a, a tough thing. Um, yeah. It's hard to know quite what to do. Um, yeah. So I suppose one point of prayer in terms of yeah. how to break through the ice and, yeah. and get that message through. So that's one thing. Um, other things. Um, in the work environment, you know, how to be a Christian in a work environment. Uh, yeah. I work in a team and one thing I, um, I suppose I would make an effort to be is actually a, a human manager of people, not yeah. just a, a business manager. Yeah. And I mean, particularly now, obviously, times as they are, um, the people are having difficult situations outside of work. and. I, I, although it is actually tough, and uh, you know, sometimes making time for those conversations or just having a headspace to have a conversation with someone about their family life or, or things like that, or health. Um, but I, that is one of the things I, I want to do to sort of to, you know, to be that, that um, the person who is able to have those conversations with you. That's what I think a godly person should be doing. Yeah. They shouldn't be purely professional, and then, then yeah. the shutters come down. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is tough, and I know within myself, um, I, uh, you know, sort of how I've changed, I suppose, over the years. I, I do I can be impatient with people, and I know that. And um, I think have a look back to how I used to be as a sort of a, a younger, before I was a Christian, I suppose, a young, young man. I would be quite impatient, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I think I have changed it. It's one of the things that has changed in me that I am more tolerant. Not tolerant. I am more patient with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I feel that sometimes in a pressure work environment, yeah. I sort of, I'm being squeezed back into the time is a precious thing and yeah. I haven't got time for this, but you have to make time. Yeah. Um, and, and people do notice actually as well. I think that is occasionally people sort of feedback and just say, well, really appreciate just yeah. having that it made, made a difference um, so I think that is an important way in, in what to, to be a Christian in a workplace because now I'm working at home all the time there, there are no water cooler moments yeah it doesn't happen those little conversations don't happen and it is really weird um, you can't just call someone on teams and say talk about your your family or yeah. your background that's like a totally weird thing to do yeah. whereas it would happen sort of naturally yeah. if you were with them so that's a challenge. Yeah. Okay. 
Thank you so much. Um, that's been fascinating. And um, let me pray for you now. Father God, we thank you so much for the way that you've been at work in Adam's life. We thank you for your um, goodness to him and Danny over the years and for bringing him to faith and uh, for just reaching out to him through um, so many different people, but particularly um, through Danny's parents. Um, and we thank you for the way that you have um, enabled him to serve you in all the different areas of his life as a husband and father, as a, as a manager. And we just really lift that particular role to you now, Lord, as one in which um, we just thank you that he has opportunities to um, to um, to be there for people and his team and to, um, as a Christian, to be somebody who cares and is interested, um, as well as somebody who is able to manage them and, and help them with their work. And so we just ask for your spirit to be with him and to give him wisdom in those moments, um, particularly to navigate the sort of the challenges of being working remotely and, and not seeing people um, directly and, and in person as much. Lord, we, um, we lift to you um, the ongoing um, uh, concern and, and, you know, just desperate wish for um, other members of Adam's family to, to know you for themselves. So we pray for his mom and dad. We pray for the boys. We thank you um, for the different contacts that each of them have had over the years and just really pray that your spirit would not be leaving them alone. Lord, we pray for... Um, for you to break through in their lives and we just pray for adam and uh, as he uh, witnesses to them in the everyday but also just we just ask that you would be working um externally as well to to bring them to faith and just ask for your mercy in that lord mm -hmm. and so we just thank you for uh, danny and adam we thank you for chris and sue thank you for this evening for everything that we've um heard and just really pray that as we go out into this week lord you would be with all of us um, in jesus name amen, amen.